Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now, to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubinministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. And so let's get started here today in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 13. And, and this, of course, is, a, is an introductionary message today. This is something we're going to be dealing with for quite a bit. Uh, and, and so we're just really going to cover the basics today. I'm going to be laying some foundations today. I'm going to be showing you some things here from Scripture. And guys, of course, we're going to get radical again. <laughs> you see, anytime you really talk about understanding the grace of God, uh, we're going to get radical. We're going to be uh, going against a lot of religious traditions. And so bear with me. I truly believe this is going to set you free. Amen. Well, praise God. Now, let's look at this here. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. In fact, uh, if you're there, let's read verse 13 out loud together. Ready? Read. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. And so stop right there. A couple of things here. We see one, that Jesus has, has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We've been set free from, from the curse. You've been set free from being empowered to fail, you see. But what I want you to notice is that he says, the curse of the law. The curse of the law. And so I want you to take note that the curse, the empowerment to fail, comes from the law. And friends, just to be very clear, to make sure we're all on the same page, the law that this is referring to is the law of Moses. Now, what is the law of Moses? A lot of people think, well, the law of Moses is the Ten Commandments. Uh, that is not incorrect, but it is incomplete. The law of Moses includes the Ten Commandments, but the law of Moses is more than just the Ten Commandments, you see. The law of Moses is actually a, a, a sum total of 613 commandments that were given under that dispensation. And so the law of Moses is quite simply this, it requires you to do in order to get God to do. The law of Moses puts the pressure on you. It is you performing before God performs. It is you acting right. It is you uh, keeping all the, all the rules and all the regulations, and then you're gonna see God moving in your life. And so quite simply, the law of Moses is you first, and after that, God. And so what the Bible is saying here, look at this verse very clearly. We're just going to really study the Word, and we're just going to go with what the Word says. I just want you to see this for yourself. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And so what I want you to see is that the law was not a blessing. That the law was a curse. Praise God. I'm going to say something that's radical. The law was God setting you up or setting Israel up because the law really was only given to Israel at this particular time. It, it, it was God setting Israel up to fail. <laughs> I know someone's watching and freaking out. Saying, what, what, what are you saying? What is this guy saying? Dude, I found this video online. This guy is saying some radical stuff. Well, hold on. Don't switch this off. Bear with me, guys. Okay. <laughs> You see, the, the, the God gave the law to Israel 
to set them up to fail. Someone says, Alex, why would God do that? And we're going to look at this in more detail as we go throughout this series. But simply, I've shared this before, the law is God setting up an impossible standard. You see, the law of Moses is a perfect God giving a perfect law to imperfect man to show imperfect man that imperfect man can never perform enough to keep a perfect law. And so why is the law the empowerment to fail? Because the law gives you an impossible standard. The law says you got to do all these things. And if you do all these things, then God is going to move in your life. Well, the guys, none of us can do that. You see, I'm going to tell you right now, the only man who was able to keep that law was Jesus. You see, it took a perfect man, glory to God, to come into the world to be able to fulfill a perfect law and praise God to be able to redeem us, glory to God, from the obligation of having to fulfill that law. And so... What I want you to see from the outset is that the law was not a blessing. The law was a curse. The law was God showing Israel and ultimately by extension showing us that we can never perform our way into right standing with God. You see, man in his fallen state can never perform enough to try to earn something from God in order for you to deserve something from God. <laughs> Friend, I want you to understand that would require you to be perfect well, you're never going to be able to be perfect in your, in, in your current state. You see, uh, it's just not going to happen. You see, I don't care how awesome you think you are. <laughs> I want you to understand that you are not perfect. And so anytime a person tries to perform by the law, uh, it's, it's like this impossible standard. They're always trying to struggle uh, to obtain something that they're never going to be able to obtain. And so the law is a curse. The law is the empowerment to fail. Is everybody with me? I know this is radical, guys, but uh, it's, it's time for the truth, amen? It's time to be set free from all types of bondage. Look at verse 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Verse 14 tells you why he redeemed us from the curse of the law. He, he says in verse 14 that the blessing of Abraham may come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Glory be to God that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And so we've been redeemed from the, from the curse of the law, the empowerment to fail, so that the blessing of Abraham, the empowerment to prosper, may come on us. Now, Gentiles means basically the entire world. Gentiles is all of the non-Jewish people. It's talking about the whole world, so that the blessing, the empowerment to prosper that was on Abraham might come on the entire world. How? Watch what he says, through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That in context here is talking about receiving the Spirit as in getting born again. He's not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit here. If you read this chapter in context, you'll see he's talking about being born, born again. And so the blessing, I want you to understand, comes on, on, on you not through trying to keep the law. The blessing comes through you receiving the promise of the, of the Spirit through faith. In other words, the blessing comes on you, friend, simply by you being born again. And so if you're watching me and Jesus is the Lord of your life, I want you to understand you are blessed. I know it may not look like that. You may be facing some some challenges. There may be some 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 pretty heavy stuff going on in your life. I'm not denying that. But remember, you being blessed has nothing to do with your circumstances. You being blessed is you 
being set up, glory to God, to overcome no matter what the circumstances are. You see, whatever is coming against you, if you are in Christ, glory to God, you have been set up for victory. You have been set up to overcome. You have been set up to prosper in every area of life. That's what it means to be blessed. Now, if you're watching me and Jesus is not the Lord of your life, I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of this video to make him the Lord of your life. Because I want you to understand, if, if, if Jesus is not the Lord of your life, I mean, we just read this, that the blessing of Abraham may come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. And so the condition here is, in order for you to, to operate in the blessing, the condition is that Jesus is the Lord of your life. You, you got to be born again. You got you to gotta receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so if you have not done that, uh, stay tuned and watch this whole video. At the end of the video, I'll, I'll, I'll pray with you and I'll give you an opportunity to receive him today. Amen. And that's how you get in on the blessing. Glory to God. And so Jesus, look at verse 13 again. He says, Jesus redeemed us from, from the curse of the law. Jesus redeemed us from, from sweating and struggling to try to get God to move in our lives. Uh, and, and he's redeemed us so that the blessing of Abraham can come on us. Now, the word redeemed means to, uh, to buy back. The definition of, uh, of redeemed is, is to buy back. To be redeemed, uh, to redeem someone or something is to pay a ransom. It is to regain possession in exchange for a payment. It is to retrieve, to repossess, or to rescue. And so Jesus has literally purchased your redemption from the law. You see, this is why Jesus is the only way for you to operate in the blessing because glory to God, what Jesus did was Jesus paid with his own blood, with his very own blood, glory to God. What he did was he purchased glory to God. He purchased our, our legal right to be free from the burden of the law. What I mean by legal right is, is that there's a, there's a, a spiritual aspect to your salvation and there's a legal aspect to salvation. The spiritual aspect of salvation is that the very moment that you get born again, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, that you have become one spirit with the Lord. And so the innermost part of you, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, has been made completely new. The innermost part of you, if you are born again, has been made exactly like Jesus. Now that's the spiritual aspect of our salvation. Now in addition to that, there's also a legal aspect of salvation. Now the legal aspect of salvation is is quite simply this. You see, you want to understand that God is is perfect. <laughs> is a uh, uh, God is is perfect. That means He's perfectly just. Now the Bible also says God is love. You see, God is perfect love, but God also is perfectly just. And so now now think with me about this for a moment here, friend. Look at the dilemma that that puts God into. Because you see, you have a God who's perfect love. He loves you with a perfect love. Loves all of us with a perfect love. But he's also perfectly just. And so what does the Bible say? The Bible says all have sinned and, come and, and fall short of the glory of God. And so how does God, who's perfect, resolve this dilemma? The dilemma being, well, how does a perfectly just God justify imperfect fallen humanity? And in, in order for him to be perfect love, he has to do that. He has to have some way to save us. 
because, friend, of course, that the reason that Jesus did on the cro- what he did on the cross, <laughs> glory to God, he did that because he loves you, you see. And so how does God resolve this dilemma between his perfect love and his perfect justice? Well, he needs to have a way to purchase your legal right to get born again. In other words, simply put, he has to deal with the sins of humanity. He has to deal with all of those areas where we have fallen short. And and once he has done that, glory to God, then what he can do, he can on legal grounds declare you righteous. On legal grounds, he can now impart his new nature, his nature into your born-again spirit. On legal grounds, he can make you a brand new creation and put the blessing upon you. Are you guys following me? And so that's what this is talking about, that Jesus has purchased our freedom from the law. Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He has literally purchased with his own blood our legal right to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You see, if you're born again, you have a legal right to be righteous and to walk in your righteousness. If, if, if you're born again, you have a legal right to operate in the blessing. If you're born again, you have a legal right to receive healing, a legal right, glory to God, to prosper. <laughs> See, a lot of people have an issue when it comes to prosperity because they say, well, Alex, I don't know if God wants us to prosper in our finances, but friend, I'm, what I'm going to get to over the course of, of this series is I'm, I'm going to show you that, 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 that the blessing includes you prospering in your finances. Now, it's not only financial prosperity, but financial prosperity is a part of the blessing, you see. But you got to understand that what Jesus did with shedding his blood is he has purchased your legal right to receive the blessing, to operate in the blessing, and to walk in victory, you see. You guys following me? And so, and so in order for God, this is why God needs you to, to receive Jesus. He can't... God... There's, there's things that God won't do, <laughs> glory to God, and there's, there's, there's literally things that God cannot do. Now, again, a religious person will freak out and say, well, Alex, how can you say that? God is God. Uh, he can do anything. <laughs> well, well, hold on, friend. There's a few things that God cannot do. Do you know one thing that God can't do is lie? God cannot lie. It is impossible for God to lie, and I mean it's impossible for him you see, it's, it's not just that uh, he doesn't lie because lying is a bad thing and, 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 and he doesn't do it because it's bad. No, it's, it's literally he, doesn't, he, he cannot lie. Well, why? Because the very moment he says something, what he speaks is truth. And so the very moment he speaks it, it's truth. You see, do you understand that if there's a dog and God uh, all of a sudden decides to call that dog a cat, well, in that very moment when God speaks cat over that dog, that very moment, glory to God, that dog ceases to be a dog and it is now a cat. You see, and so God can't lie because God is the author of truth. Whatever comes from him is truth. You see, now in the same way, God cannot ever be unjust. You see, God cannot ever be unjust. And so, and so in order for him to have legal grounds to save humanity, the legal right has to be there. I want you to understand, Jesus, glory to God, purchased our legal right to have eternal life. You see, this is why Jesus, glory to God, is the only way. I want you to understand, Buddha did not purchase your legal right to have eternal life. You see, Mohammed did not purchase your legal right to have eternal life. Glory to God. No, Jesus is the only way. You see, Jesus was the only one qualified to purchase humanity's legal right to be saved. Jesus was the only one qualified to to, to shed his blood on that cross. Praise God and to redeem us from the empowerment to fail. Praise God. Are you guys following me here? 
man, I'm fired up about this. You see, everybody say it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. <laughs> you see, when we talk about grace, let me tell you this too. I've, I've shared this before. Grace is not a curriculum or a subject matter, guys. No, when we talk about grace, we're talking about a person. You see, Jesus is grace. Jesus is grace. Remember, the Bible said, Jesus full of grace and truth. And so Jesus is, is the person of grace. And so anytime I say grace, I might as well say Jesus because they're one and the same, you see. And so this whole thing is all about Jesus. Glory be to God. If you understand that, say amen. Uh, look at real quick uh, John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 12. I want to show you this. Thank you, Lord. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 12. I want to show you what he's talking about here with, with the legal right, purchasing the legal right. Watch this now. This is awesome. St. John, chapter 1, verse 12, says this. He says in verse 12, But as many as received him, speaking of Jesus, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And so he says, whoever receives Jesus gets, receives the power to become the sons of God. Now, technically, this should say children of God. Uh, there's a distinction between being a child of God and, 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 and being a son of God. And, and I won't be getting into that today in detail. I'm, I'm going to cover that at some point, uh, that, that, that sonship. You see, sonship has nothing to do with male or female. You see, sonship, uh, when the Bible talks about being a son of God, what he's talking about is a person who is spirit-led. Spirit-led. There's two different Greek words used uh, for sons and for children. Uh, the, 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 the word used for, um, for children, I believe, is technon. The, the Greek word technon, whereas sons is huios. And, 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 and now this word here is technon, and so it should translate children, uh, someone says, Alex, why is that a big deal? Well, you see, because you become a child of God, <laughs> glory to God, you become a child of God, how? Through being born again. Now you become a son of God when you are spirit-led. Glory to God. Glory to God. You see, being a, a son of God, uh, operating in your sonship, is, is that's a believer who has reached a certain level of maturity. That is a believer who is now being led more by the Spirit than you're being led by your senses, by, by this carnal realm. Now, once again, I don't want anybody to think, uh, Alex, it's, 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 you know, the Bible is, is against women. No, 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 no. See, well, when the Bible talks about sonship, it's, it's, it's male and female. Now, I, I'm, I'm okay with, with you saying, well, you know, if you're female, you say, I'm, I'm a daughter of God, that's fine. Uh, but technically speaking, scripturally speaking, uh, whether you're male or female, uh, the Bible calls you, calls if, if you're spirit-led, uh, if you're a mature believer, the Bible calls you a son. And that just simply means uh, that you are, are walking in divine sonship. And, and we'll get more into that. I, I, I'm not going to cover that in detail today. We've still got to lay the groundwork on, on some more things. I just want you to understand uh, the distinction between child of God and, and son of God. Amen. Now, but watch what he says here. He says, but as many as received him, uh, to them gave he the power to become the sons or the, ch the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. The Greek word used here for power is exousia. Exousia means authority. 
And so watch this now. What did Jesus do? Jesus has purchased your authority to operate in the blessing. He's purchased your authority to be a child of God. He has purchased, again, your legal right to be the righteousness of God. Look at this in the Amplified, St. John 1.12, Amplified says, but to as many as did receive and welcome him, here it is, he gave the authority. Glory to God. If you're born again, say, I have authority. If you're born again, say, I have the legal right to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't care. Somebody says, Alex, I'm not living it. Friend, it's no longer about how you're living. That's the radical truth about this grace. You see, what makes you righteous is not your behavior. What makes you righteous is your faith, glory to God, and the one who has purchased your legal right to be righteous. So Jesus has given you the authority to operate now as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He says he gave the authority, the power, the privilege, and the right to become the children of God. Now the Amplified translates this word correctly, uh, children. It should be children. Uh, the, the Greek word is, is the word used for, for children. Uh, children of God, that is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. And so, Jesus redeemed you from the curse of the law. He has given you legal right, authority, to be a child of God. What that simply means is, he has redeemed you from the empowerment to fail, and he has given you legal access to the empowerment to prosper. Glory to God, man. I want you to understand, if you're born again, you have a legal right to the blessing. You have a legal right. Jesus purchased with his own blood, glory to God, your, your legal right for healing, your legal right uh, to, to live in, a, in peace, to live in soundness, uh, to, to prosper in every way. Nothing is more important in the life of a believer than your personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus Christ. Principles are important, yet the strength and the empowerment in this Christian life come out of your personal walk with Jesus. Now to learn more and to access other resources that will help you to grow in your walk with the Lord, visit alexruzitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit alexruzitministries.org forward slash give. And perhaps you're listening to me today and you've never made the conscious choice to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to give you that opportunity. You see, this is not about you cleaning up your life. This is simply about you purposing in your heart, deciding in your heart to believe. And so simply repeat this out loud after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus is the Savior of the world. I believe he died for all of my sins. I believe he was raised again on the third day. And now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I make you the Lord of my life. Teach me how to live for you. In Jesus' name. Friend, if you have prayed that prayer for the first time and you have meant it, you've just given your life to the Lord. You've just gotten born again. Now, I want to encourage you to let us know. You can go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash new beginning. There's a form there where you can email us. Let us know you just gave your life to the Lord. We want to celebrate with you. We want to give you some additional information and resources and really provide you with everything you need to fully step into this life of victory in Christ. And so friend, we look forward to hearing from you.